Hey guys, this is Ray Peoples. I'm the campus pastor at New City Church in Merriam, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today, and special thanks in advance to those of you who give generously to New City. You're the ones that make this ministry possible. And to partner with New City, click the link in the description below. I hope this message inspires you to trust in and live like Jesus. And if it does, don't forget to subscribe, share it on social media, and send it to your friends. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, New City Church, and we are glad that you are able to join us this morning. It is a little different this morning. We're here online, and uh, but we're glad that you're with us. Uh, this definitely, for me, proves that uh, the church is not a building, right? The church is a group of people that have the ability to come together wherever and whenever, and in that we get to build this biblical community. And so thankful for that. And man, what a unique time it is. You know, we were just having a conversation uh, yesterday about the fact that if we didn't have technology, like how weird this would be and how uh, disconnected we would be as a church. So, so thankful that we have this thing of technology that allows us to come together and allows us to come together uh, for such a time as this and allows us to come together to uh, spend the morning together. All right. So we want to welcome you. We're glad that you're here, Uh, whether you've been around New City for a while or you are brand new. uh, I will say if you're brand new with us, one thing I'd love for you to do is to download our New City app. And on that app, you're going to be able to uh, connect with us, also with things that are happening and different things like that. But also, there's a virtual connect card on there that you'll be able to click and let us know that you're here this morning. Or another thing you can do is drop your name and your email in the comments below, and we would love to get back to you and connect with you and just say thanks for stopping by and checking us out. All right, so we're going to continue walking this morning uh, through our series on the book of Mark, okay? And over these next several weeks, we're going to be walking through uh, the whole full book, but over these past couple weeks, we've really been focused on uh, chapter one of the book of Mark. And in that book of Mark there at the very beginning, we have walked through kind of these seven steps that we see Jesus take before he steps out into ministry. All right. And so I'm going to give you those seven steps on the front end, and then we're going to read the scripture. And I want you to kind of search for those things in the scripture as we walk and talk through these. All right. So here they are, kind of these seven steps that we've seen here with Jesus. Okay. The first is Jesus leaves Nazareth. Then Jesus gets baptized. Then he receives the Holy Spirit. Then he establishes his identity, but then he fasts and begins to prepare himself for ministry. Then he steps out into his ministry, and then he begins to make or find his disciples. All right? So in those seven steps, as we read through the scripture here in a moment, I want you to be looking for those things. All right? So here we go. Verse 9, Mark chapter 1. Here we go. All right? So in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. And as soon as he came up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending to him like a dove. And the voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. I take delight in you. And immediately the spirit drove him into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals and the angels began to serve him. And after John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee preaching the good news of God. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As he was passing along by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, he being Jesus, Simon's brother. They were casting a net into the sea and since they were fishermen. 
Follow me, Jesus told them, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. And they were in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called to them. Uh, excuse me. He called to them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. So did you find or hear those seven steps? Again, at the very beginning, we've talked about and already have kind of walked through this idea that Jesus leaves Nazareth. Right? Jesus was then baptized. He receives the Holy Spirit. And then last week, we kind of talked about this idea of he established his identity. Right? He kind of set it into stone. And so this week, we're going to look now at this moment of preparation. And preparation for Jesus as he steps into now the ministry that will become what we know as the Gospels. Right? His, his earthly years that we know of in Jesus' life. Now, here's the thing. When we look in the book of Mark, Mark decides to dismiss the whole birth story of Jesus. And he picks up right at this point when Jesus begins his ministry, right? We saw it here. The, the Lord has spoken. God the Father has spoken, all right? This is my son whom I'm well pleased. And then it says immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. So now there's work to be done, right? He's received the Holy Spirit, and now there is work to be done with that Holy Spirit that he has received. And so the wording, again, that Mark uses there, he loves this word, immediately, right? So there's no time for Jesus to bask in the glory of being called out as the Son of God. There's no time for the people around him to respond to this claim and what has just happened, but immediately he is taken into the wilderness to be prepared ultimately and to be readied for what is to come. So for us as followers of Jesus, like the whole thing we've been talking about here is we want to emulate Jesus, right? We want to do what Jesus is doing here. Not that we go out into the wilderness for 40 days and just kind of fend for ourselves, but yet there might be this moment in our lives or these times in our life where the Lord is preparing us for stepping into ministry, right? There's this time beforehand where Jesus is going to be prepared and then he's ultimately going to be launched out after this time of preparedness. So I think back to like when I'm cooking, I love to cook. And when you're cooking, it's a lot easier if you have everything prepared, if everything's ready beforehand, right? If everything's measured, if everything's chopped, if everything's ready to go, then it's a lot easier to grab and pour that in the pan than trying to cook and do those things at the same time, right? But here's the piece that I want you to see in that is that the preparation time becomes just as vital as the final product, Right, And so this preparation time for Jesus is going to be an important piece in the life of his ministry. But for you and I, I think back to this calling of being a church planner. Right? That didn't happen overnight. There was a season of preparation. There was a season of readiness and there was a time where the Lord was equipping me and even equipping my wife for us to now step into what we are doing now. And so even if, if I look back and I think about five, ten years ago, if you would ask me, are you going to be in Kansas City planning a church? That wouldn't have even been close to on my radar of what God was asking me to do. But yet, ten years ago, there were moments of preparation. There were moments of readiness for what God was calling myself and even my wife into. And that's what we see here for Jesus. This is a moment of preparation for Jesus. 
Now we know in the gospel of Matthew that Satan joins him there, right? We see it also here in the, in the book of Mark and he joins him. And then there's this attempt to ultimately derail the future of his ministry, right? He begins to lay out these temptations for Jesus and the temptations that he lays out are really three temptations that you and I face on a regular basis. And when we break them down, here they are physical pleasure personal success and political power, right? Satan is laying those out before Jesus. And now here's the thing for Jesus. Look at where he is. Jesus is in this place of isolation, right? Jesus is in this place of almost loneliness for he has been taken to where? The wilderness, right? So there he is in the wilderness. But here's the thing that I want you to hear this morning. It can be in the loneliest of moments is when God can grow us the most, right? And so Jesus draws him out into the wilderness. Now, I want you to think for a moment, kind of your loneliest moment in your life. And maybe it's right now. Like maybe right now you feel pretty lonely, right? But here's what can often cause loneliness in our life. This drastic shift from this high emotion moment to maybe this low emotion moment. So for Jesus, he has this high emotion moment of, yes, this is the son of God to now being brought to this place of loneliness, right? This place of being in the wilderness. And for you, look here, it may be that you have felt so, so lonely in these past couple days or even this past couple weeks. But here's the thing that also adds to our loneliness is a hostile environment, Right. And so for us, this season as a country and even as a world, like we are in this place that, man, we have to limit interaction and that hurts a little bit. But you throw on that this uncertainty, this uncertainty of kind of what our finances will look like, the economy, our jobs, even the weather. Like, thank you, Lord, for some sun in the past couple of days. Right. Because it's just been rainy and drab. But all of those things come together to put us and bring us to this place of loneliness. But here's where Jesus is. Look, because Mark brings us into the picture and he says, look, immediately the spirit drove him into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan and he was with the wild animals and the angels began to serve him there. So I want you to understand, this is not like cozy, comfortable glamping. Like he hasn't pulled up the airstream and enjoyed his time in the wilderness. He is out amongst the wild animals. In addition to that, he is being tempted by Satan himself. Face to face, Satan is bringing these temptations before him. But here's the thing, okay? In this setting that Mark gives us, we have three things that you can begin to see in this story and in this moment. There is preparation and readiness for Jesus and who he will be and who he will become in his ministry. Are you ready? I'm going to give them all three to you, but I don't want you to click off the video. All right. I want you to wait because there's more to talk about here. But here they are. The first is this a taste or excuse me, a test of character. There's also a test of creativity. And then there's a test of communion. All right, so the first one, character. When we talk about this idea of character in our lives, character is truly tested when one is alone, right? Because we can often put on this mask that we show others around us, this mask that we show friends, these masks we show people at church or work. Like we have these masks on, but when we get home, the mask ultimately comes off. And that's the place then that our character is built, but also our character is revealed and known. So here Jesus is in this place of isolation, 
right? And here Satan is saying, look, if you turn these stones into bread, who will ever know? Or if you throw yourself down from here, who would even be a witness of it? Or if you accept the kingdoms of the world, like who would share that secret? You see, because it's just me and you, no one else will know. And so this is a test of Jesus and his true character. But here's the awesome thing that we know of Jesus's character, that his character is unshakable, right? His character is unmovable. But in the preparation, there might be moments for you and I that God needs to shake up our character so that it can be changed and readied for the ministry that he is calling us to. You see, our character is often one in need of change, where Jesus' character will not change. Now, the second piece here that we see is that his creativity is tested. Many of you might know our children's director, Kristen, and she was talking about the other day how she's kind of enjoying this season with her family because she has to use her creativity. She has to think about ways that they can keep their kids entertained. And she loves the challenge that is happening in that. This opportunity to take the resources that she has around her and be creative with it. And so when we look at that, like uh, maybe for you today, the foundation of what you know or the resources that you have are quickly being stripped away from you. Well, then what are you left with? Well, most of us are left with nothing. And so we see Jesus in this moment and all he has to rely on ultimately is the word of God. Because here he is, and Satan is tempting him. So this is a critical test for him spiritually, right? This is a spiritual test for him. And the only resource he has is the word of God. So here's the thing. Satan brings these temptations against Jesus, right? But how does he respond? Well, he responds like this. It is written. And then he says what he says. It is written. It is written. And all three times he responds with scripture. He comes back at Satan's temptations with scripture. It's like we get this ultimate picture of Jesus and Psalm 119. Thy word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Right? Like that is Jesus's heart. Now here's the thing. He is, of course, the word in flesh. So he has an advantage over us, absolutely. But also, when we are hiding the word of God in our heart, it allows us to be creative with the ways that we respond to perhaps temptations that come our way. And so for Jesus, this is not only how he responds, but this is also a preparation for how he would later respond to leaders and teachers of the law that he would address and come in contact with. But it was also preparation for how Jesus would respond to each person that he would later encounter as we walk through and see the Gospels. And so it's through the word of God that he was that was sitting in his heart that he then grows and readies himself for ministry. So for you and me, look here in our moments of preparation, here's what we have to rely on. We have to rely on the word of God. And allowing him to build up, if you will, our knowledge of his word and our knowledge of who he is. And that allows us then to walk through this isolation, but it also allows us to then be prepared. And this is the moments then that we abide with him. We sit with him so that we then can grow with him. And in that growing, here's what happens. We grow our communion, our relationship with the father. 
So that third piece, our communion with him. We see Jesus' communion be ultimately tested. And when I say communion, I don't mean communion that we take, the bread and the cup. But I mean communion, like the relationship we have with the Father. Right? That relationship that we have. And so here in Jesus' loneliness in the wilderness, he actually draws closer to the Father. The wilderness was a place for him to kind of center in and focus on who the father was and what the father meant for him and in his life as he's about to step into his public ministry. And so in that preparation, we see for him then growth, right? But here's the thing, okay? Because here in this moment, we see Jesus' suffering and we look at that, but there's also this great peace that we see on the other side of that is that his triumph Right? Jesus has this triumph in the wilderness. And in that, he defeats a couple of things. He defeats, well, number one, Satan. Like, this is round one, Jesus won. But it's also this moment where he defeats loneliness. Because now, this has provided us an opportunity. This is no longer loneliness, which is the dread of most people. Like, I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to be all by myself. And it's now, it has moved to now solitude with the Father. You see, there's a difference Because that solitude with the Father is ultimately the hope of every believer. That we get to sit in relationship with the Father. And not sit in loneliness all by ourselves. So here's the funny thing, All right, We find ourselves in this moment of isolation, don't we? Like this forced moment of isolation. The Spirit drove Jesus to the wilderness. Corona has driven you to the house. Right? Like these things have happened now in our lives. But here's the thing this could be a time and a moment where the Lord is wanting to prepare you for something. He might be wanting to ready your heart for what's next in your life. So I want to encourage you like, use this time of isolation not as a pity party for yourself, not sitting in loneliness, but really sitting in a place that maybe your three things in your life of creativity, character, and communion can be tested and worked on by the Father. Because here's the thing what we're about to see and talk about next week is that Jesus is now going to begin to step into ministry. He's going to begin to go out and do these things. And guess what? The same thing might be in store for you real soon. So I want to challenge you. Like, are you ready for that? And you may say, oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. But the Lord might be saying, no, no, this is a time where I want to take you out, if you will, and prepare you and ready you for what I have for you. And so I want to encourage you in this time of of isolation, if you will, to abide and to sit with Jesus and see what he's truly saying to you, what he has for you in these moments, all right? We say it often here at New City. We believe God wants to do something in you before he does something through you. And so allow him to work on your heart in these days and make sure to try to find some time each day to sit with him, to sit with his word and, and to feast on that as you prepare, if you will, for what's next in your life. So I want to encourage you in that. And I hope that in today's message, you have seen that the Lord wants better for you, right? But that may take a hard season of preparation, a hard season of readiness for your heart to step into what he has for you next, okay? Well, let me pray for you and we'll continue on in these next few moments. I've got a couple things that I want to share with you. So, Father, we thank you so much for your word, and we thank you so much for the growing that you bring to our hearts. 
Lord, the closeness that you bring to our hearts. And Lord, I pray that in this time of what might seem like isolation, it might seem as though it's a time where you're separating us from from our friends and our relationships around us. Lord, I pray that that be a time that our relationship with you grows. And Lord, in that, if you are preparing us for something that you want us to step into next, Lord, I pray that our hearts are ready for it. Lord, I pray that we are moving forward towards the thing that you have for us. And Lord, may we sit in that preparation of a readiness of our hearts, a drawing close to you in communion and using this creativity, if you will, of your word and what you've given us to grow then our hearts towards you. And so, Father, we look forward to that and we look forward to what you have ahead for each and every one of us. And Lord, may we just sit in this place of not loneliness, but solitude with you, Lord. And so we thank you for that. And we praise you in your son's name. Amen. So one quick thing I want to talk to you about before you go today is this. If you have an opportunity to continue to give to New City, we would thank you so much for that. One of the things that we want to um, hope and encourage you to do is to set up your giving online. Now, 80% of our campus gives online, but we would encourage you that if you don't have that set up, this is a great way for you to continue to support our ministry and continue to allow us to make an impact in our community in these next weeks ahead when I think it's really going to be needed the most. All right, but we want to thank you so much for joining us, and we want to encourage you to have a great rest of the week. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're going to have different posts going up and different ways for you to connect and relate to our community around us. So have a great week. We love you and God bless. Well, thanks for joining us today and thank you for supporting New City Church's ministry. If this inspired you and you want to partner with New City, you can give now by clicking the link in the description or visit newcitychurch.com slash podcast for more information. Have a great day.